This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Hello, this is Agoro, host of the Agoro Show, and you are listening to the Steve and Crypto Show. So keep your ears open and your mouth shut, 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 shut. Hey, welcome to the Steve and Crypto Show. Presented by thestevestrout.com. I'm Steve. I'm CryptoZoo. This is the Halloween special part three. A.K.A. episode 129. Of our long, illustrious podcasting career. <laughs> like, we're like pretty much legends now because we sold a piece of merchandise to our locals that usually don't care about us, which is nice. <laughs> it was a nice feeling. Little by little, step by step, we're... We're getting some locals to tune in, and we appreciate it. You know, since I mentioned merchandise, why don't I tell them where to find our merchandise and That's a support great us? Idea. So support us from abroad. We have a shop on Etsy where we sell a couple T-shirts, magnets, and an amazing mug, which I am drinking out of as we speak. And it's filled with Expedition Roasters coffee, which we're going to tell you about this new flavor we're trying here in a few minutes. So head over to Etsy, and if you in, if you do the honors of... <laughs> um, if you need the exact link, you can go to Etsy slash shop slash Stephen Crypto Merch, or just look up the Stephen Crypto Show, and you'll find us. Easy. Easy peasy. Yep. I'll never say easy peasy again on the show, hopefully. A couple shirts, magnet, the mug that he mentioned, go get it all. Then if you catch us at an event live, we... May still have some of our trucker hats left, which are really cool. Um, thank you to our friend Tim for picking one up over the weekend. If you're listening, thank you very much. Yeah, hopefully he's listening. <laughs> he told us he might not, but that's all right. But he wanted to support the show. Yeah. Just like all of you guys should be doing. He'll listen. He's, he's, shit. he's lying. He'll look at that hat and be like, damn, my hat's fucking cool. Maybe we should start doing the reverse psychology thing. Like, you better not fucking listen. Yeah, don't listen don't to us. Don't you tune into our show at yeah. all. That's don't what I do with do my it. kids at home if I don't want them to do something. Yeah. Does it work? You know, I'm like, you better not get into those cookies. Does it work? No. 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 I mean, I guess it don't hurt to you try, tell, though. Tell listeners, like, you better not listen to our show. Like, yeah, oh, okay, I'm already us. ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, see? Better listen to me. <laughs> I call the shots. But, um, yeah, go to our Buy Me a Coffee. As I mentioned the word coffee a minute ago, buymeacoffee.com slash Steve Crypto. You can go there, and it's basically like tipping us. You can go there and leave a few bucks, and it helps goes into the show, helps with buy promotional items, flyers, whatever. It helps us advertise. We've advertised in really cool places like Stapled Spine Magazine, Scary Monsters Magazine. Crypticon Flyers. Yep. Convention Flyers. Uh, Indie Horror Junkie, which is another good magazine, which actually, their November issue, I'll have an interview in there with 
TJ Tranchel, who actually was on part two of the Halloween special. So that's at buymeacoffee.com slash stevecrypto. Or if you want to pledge a small contribution every month to the show, go to Patreon, patreon.com slash stevecrypto. We post all kinds of content over there. Um, we've done in the past unboxing videos. We've spoiled movie talk. Spoiled movie talk, which is probably my favorite thing to do over there. Uh, I've talked about gaming. Uh, you've talked about family events that you guys have gone to that kind of fit within our our under our umbrella, I guess. Concert goings and things like that. Concerts, yeah. We kind of use that. This show is mainly, you know, our pop culture, horror, let's promote creative people thing. We get a little more into our lives, like what we do besides this. Like this isn't our whole life. We do things with our families and friends. and So, yeah, yeah you'll find that at Patreon. You guys here don't want to listen to me talk about, like, dealing with changing my kids dirty diapers you know you go to patreon to pay for that kind of content the good shit the yeah. good shit well i don't know if it's good shit that's why we were just joking about making a whole patreon episode about poop so <laughs> you never know that might pop up there. we have some stories that might just happen if you like a good laugh go to patreon we get a little weird over there yeah um so there's patreon told you about buying me coffee told you about merch make sure you're following crypto zoo and me on the social medias he's cryptozoo88 i am the steve strout that's on instagram and the platform formerly known as twitter find us both there um i already know where we're at but if you share the episodes spread the word about us that helps us a lot make sure you tag us so we could send you back some love for helping what else we got? And that course, covers everything. There's the a group. Facebook group, the group that you can join. We encourage you to become a member. Um, it really just costs a little bit of time. Scroll through there and look at what people are working on. There's over 900 members in the group right now. And a lot of them are posting things in there every day or every other day. Little pieces of projects they're working on. So go check it out. If you have something you're working on, throw it in there. Yeah, do that. And actually, recently in that group, a guest from episode two posted in there to share some free music. So, Oh, from Halloween episode two? From Halloween episode two. So if you want to get some uh, Nicholas Burgess music, if you like the song we played last week, the little sample of his stuff, you want to get the whole album, he did leave a few codes in there for to download the whole album for free. They might have been used already, but jump in that group and check. Get yep. some, some free tunes, man. You might even find a new podcast or two in there because I think we've had a couple people post like their podcast that they have or something they were just on or whatever. And speaking of podcasts, we are are supported by The Den, the Deluxe Edition Network. So it is a group of many, many podcasts of all different types, different genres, whatever you want to call it. Um I mean, if you're into sports, they have that. If you want more horror talk besides us, they have that. They have all kinds of different things. And what they also include is two podcasts of the month. So this month, we have The Graveyard Club and Terror Tuesdays. So go check them out. Support them. Follow them. Tell them we sent you. Um, I'm sure you're going to find some great content from both of them. Graveyard Club, I have listened to. I haven't checked out Terror Tuesday yet, but Graveyard Club's pretty cool. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, they have over 20 different podcasts on the den that are waiting for you to check out, including a brand new one, a new addition to the group. Some friends of ours right here in Port Townsend called Barstool Film School. And I suggest you go check them out. Um, not a ton of episodes under their belt yet, but they're getting there. And they they already have some followers and, and they basically like to... Well, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you because we had a chat with them and they're going to tell you what it's about. So you can wait a little bit and later in the episode... You're going to hear from Cam and Dylan from Barstool Film School, and they'll tell you what that show is about. Yeah, you're going to wait for that shit. But for now, um, if you don't want to wait and you want to pause this episode and jump off and go to deluxeeditionnetwork.com and find their show, go ahead and find it and follow them on wherever you listen to podcasts. But then don't listen to them right now. Get your ass back here (laughs) and continue listening to us. Then go listen to those guys. We're first. (laughs) We're a priority. Priority right now. But we had a chance to interview them at an event this weekend or this last weekend, um, which we'll mention we here were, in a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah, we met up with them at a a local event and had a little bit of a chat. And it's it's kind of a sampler because down the road we'll probably talk with them again and you know, a little bit longer episodes. So, so but. speaking of samplers, um, we've been hyping up this delicious coffee company that we've been sampling. sampling that's it's so weird how like we don't intentionally try to have like these segue points but it fucking happens anyways but you guys <laughs> have been listening for the last couple months we've been sampling coffee from expedition roasters they are a small or smaller company um that has a lot of pop culture and spooky and sci-fi themed blends that's right and i've been reading the description on the last couple bags but i i decided to let steve have that luxury on this one so why don't you take it away and tell these lovely listeners what kind of coffee we're trying today all right before i let you know write this down expeditionroasters.com and then write steve crypto that's the code you're going to use to get a discount so when you buy some of this coffee we're about to tell you about, save some money. We just want to save you a buck or two, and we want you to take a picture with your little coffee bag when you get it in the mail. Yeah, that's a good idea. Let us see it. Should have mentioned that before. We want to know what flavors you're trying. Let us know. Make sure to tag us and Expedition Roasters on social media. Follow them. They put a lot of cool videos, and they have really cool uh, marketing and stuff, so you'll dig it. Yeah. So we are listening you are you are listening to us <laughs> drink coffee. You ready? Listen, listen. Ah, that's kind of gross. <laughs> Anyways, um, we are <laughs> drinking happily never after. It's a New Orleans praline from Expedition Roasters. And by gross, you didn't mean the coffee. No, the coffee. The, the stupid ass <laughs> noise that you're making. Yeah. yeah. Do, you ever, do you watch those? Like, what are they? Like ASMR or whatever the fuck those videos are? Like, where the, the people talk like this? Or, or they'll be like about? eating and like, just, it's fucking weird. I don't know. Where like this is supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Our show has now become ASMR. No, it's not. Steve uh, Crypto Podcast. Yeah, I'll quit first. 
Unless you relax by fucking ums and anyways and <laughs> occasional burps, then we're not for you. Um. So yeah. So the happily never after New Orleans praline blend. The description says, "Awaken your spirit and say I do." To the Black Widow Bride's most favorite brew, the Southern Belle who aspired to higher station has a smooth praline roast of her own creation. So brew up a cup of this New Orleans find. Just beware the spirit with an axe to grind. I just realized it was a poem halfway through. I yeah. realized halfway through it was rhyming. So I, I think like that's the first one that rhymes. But that's good. So brew your happy place. Join us at Expedition Roasters. Join the Monsterverse, which is their, they have a, bl- a f- series of monster-themed coffees that are all really good. Which, go back and listen to the last few episodes and you'll hear all about it. I'm going to take another sip of this coffee because my throat's getting dry after reading that amazing poetry from Expedition Roasters. But, uh, <laughs> expeditionroasters.com. Buy some coffee. Use the code Steve Crypto. Hit them up on social media. Tell them you heard about them on Steve and Crypto Show. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if they'll do anything for you, but they'll be happy with us. <laughs> They'll want to send us more coffee or something. Maybe. Hopefully. One can only hope. They will tag you in a post and you will get a dopamine fix that will last seven seconds. There you go. There you go. Hey, this is Lee Turner with After Hours Cinema. Wanted to wish a happy Halloween to everyone at the Steven Crypto Show. One of my go-to podcasts for all things horror and pop culture. Okay, so we've mentioned... We've done some recent events. We did... The uh, Fall Festicon in Kent, Washington, a couple weeks ago. Um, we had a little audio issue, but we found a superhero to help us fix it, which we will give him crazy shout-outs when the episode comes out. We're probably going to put it out next month, because we have a lot of things happening, so we're going to do a little recap of the Fall Festicon. We have a few chats with some authors. It was a fun show. It was good. They, yeah. they already want us back for their next event, so that's cool. Yeah, it's basically... Uh in the same area where the Meeker Street Nerd Party is held. So yeah. if any of you guys that listened to that episode where we recapped that, if you tuned in, you know, you you at least know where it was held. It's basically the fall version of that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, other event, we mentioned the local one a little bit. We did, it was a two-night event. The first night, they called it the Fright Night. They had a concert for 21-plus people. They had a couple bands play that were really good. They had the Scoffs, were a punk band. And then Russian Blue. Were, were kind of like a, a poppy alt-rock. You know, think bands like, uh, they actually covered an Arctic Monkey song. Yeah. Think that kind of music. They were good, though. They were a good, young group, but they had, you know, some talent. They were good, talented kids. They're uh, from Bremerton, Washington. Both of those bands were great. Yep. But that was the Fright Night, which... They invited the Steven Crypto show, and we hung out and yeah, mingled and chatted with a lot of people, including the uh, fellas from Barstool Film School, which we're going to share that conversation here in a minute. Yeah, this was our first time mingling with locals doing a podcast. Like in the three years we've been doing this now, this was like the the first time we were actually able to rub elbows with people as us representing our show. Um, it was cool. It was nice. That that night, I feel like we had a lot more uh, 
interaction and interest in the show generally. We've said it before, and we're we're kind of sarcastic about it, but we we don't really have a huge following here. Yeah. So it was kind of nice to feel like you know a couple people came by and were somewhat interested. Yeah. So it's yeah, a, it's a tough if, crowd here. If any of you guys uh, that came by decided to listen, then thank you. So that was that night. Second day was a day daytime thing, more family oriented, and there was. Easily a couple hundred people mm-hmm. there for that event. It was uh, it's called the Witches Walk. They kind of start down the other end of downtown. Everybody dresses witches or whatever costume they decide to wear and just do a parade through town and meet at the Legion Hall where they had like an award ceremony and all kinds of stuff, which we actually, they awarded us for, a, would it be a participation award? It's for, it's for being uh, supportive and promotional and stuff. They gave us a little witch trophy. Yeah. That's right. We got co-parenting rights on that thing. You got it this week. I get it next week. We're yeah, we're going. Hopefully, you got a good place to put it. I like my spot this time. I'm gonna find a different spot every time. Until honestly, they should have made two of them for us, but that's all right. It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. We had a good time. We really did. Yeah. Um, Just being able to hang out and, and hype our stuff and hang with everybody was was trophy enough. So yeah, a couple hundred people, lots of great costumes and lots of witches. Yeah, if you came by and grabbed anything off the table, you know, we appreciate it. Um, spread the word to your friends. I mean, if you, I know you guys know people that are into pop culture and horror talk. So just let them know, like, hey, there's a couple guys out in Port Townsend area that have a show. Know some listener probably like us and don't have friends. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, So why don't we, Birch, just say the event was great. And they already told us they want to have us back next year. So yep. I'm down as long as it fits in the schedule. Yeah. Um, as long as we're not like famous and rich by then, we'll be good. Well, we're not making that Joe Rogan millions of dollar Spotify money. Well, we hope to be making that. So, yeah. So in a way. And that's the case. These local events could kiss We hope to say straight. that we're not able to make it, you know, in a sarcastic tone, but we'll, we'll probably be there. Yeah. Um, our, our agents say we can't do it. So um, you, uh, you mentioned the theme being the witch's walk this year, I participated in costume. I want to say 2017 when they did it. Cause this same group of people has been doing it for a while. Right. But it only um, became a witch's walk. Like this is like the second or third year. Yeah. They were they doing used to like have a, different themes. They had a zombie crawl one year and that's when I participated. Did you crawl? I did not crawl. I, I think I strutted. Yeah. Or moonwalked. Maybe I might've moonwalked downtown. I was possessed silent Bob. Right. I had the whole trench coat. Uh, my hair was longer at that point, and I had the Necronomicon in one arm, and then I was holding the driver from Dogma in the other arm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was fun. Just walked around with a big horde of zombies, and we walked by all these storefronts, and some people would play along and act like they were scared of us, and then some people would just give you this blank stare, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, that's usually what happens around here yeah let's get into that chat that we just mentioned with barstool film school all right to introduce the fellas yeah enjoy our chat with cameron and dylan from barstool film school live at the witches walk in port townsend washington hey this is tim this is ainsley and this is rebecca and we're the co-hosts of the one dark fright podcast where we talk in depth about a horror movie every month from start to finish 
right now, you're listening to Steve in CryptoZoo and the awesome Steve in Crypto Show. When you're done listening to this episode, come check out the One Dark Fright podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere you fulfill your podcast needs. But now, let's get back to Steve and Crypto. Hey, we are here on the Steve and Crypto Show. We are live in Port Townsend for the first time. In our stomping grounds, we are here at Fright Night at the Legion Hall. And we have a couple guests here hanging out from Barstool Film School Podcast. Ooh, ooh. This is Cam and Dylan. <laughs> Good to be here. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> it's nice to meet other local podcasters, really. Like, we kind of felt alone in this for a little while and then drift at sea, stumbled you upon say. you guys. <laughs> and so it's nice to uh, also chat with some people that are fellow horror hounds, too. Heck yeah. We could yeah. talk horror all day. I, we were off air chatting about your tuck, your Chucky tattoos. Yep. A couple of Chucky heads over here. Cameron is maybe a Chucky head I in the am, making. Uh, maybe. I'm not a he, as much of a Chucky head as you do. <laughs> we'll get him there. We'll get him there. <laughs> what would you say your favorite horror icon is? My yes. my favorite horror icon. Oh man, you know I've always been a scream person. Me as too. far as all ghost faced is cool. Love well, em. yeah, I you know I think I really latched on the meta aspect of it as a kid. I really, see the new one. I have not seen the new oh. one yet. Dude. The New York one. Ghost face oh. with a shotgun in a bodega is oh, something you need to see. <laughs> it's really scary. I, yeah. I just saw it. It's like you can rent it now. It's so awesome. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I yeah it's okay. Rare. Yeah, it's on Peacock yeah. now. Yeah, and yeah. they're already supposed to be working on the seventh one pretty soon. I, I hope believe. so. Yeah. yeah, the way they left the last one. They've they've done a good job rebooting that franchise, in my opinion. Like more, oh, yeah. better than some of the other ones. The legacy sequel thing, they're doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Unlike, uh, well, I, I don't know. It remains to be seen. But the new David Gordon Green uh, Exorcist <laughs> legacy sequel, which I'm hearing is not so hot, and I just watched The Exorcist last night. So those are some big britches to fill, Mr. Gordon Green. And yeah. those latter Halloween uh, sequels are not so good. Although the, I heard, I haven't seen, you know, that being said, I haven't seen any of the new, the last two new Halloween ones. You just saw 2018. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I haven't seen either of the last two new ones. Oh, you're in for something. Yeah. yeah. Halloween Kills it. has moments that make it worth it. Yeah. yeah. And then Halloween 3, or Corey Story, as I like to call it, <laughs> yeah. leaves yeah. a lot to be desired, my friend. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I want you to come back and tell us, okay. give us All a right. report right. after we'll you report watch back. those movies. Okay. I will, I will yeah. have to do that. I, you know, I, I remember watching Halloween, the original Halloween, a lot as a kid. That was like a, that was a sleepover movie yeah. all the time. Slumber and party I, movie, yeah. as we call them on our program. <laughs> yeah. Slumber party movie. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I, I definitely watched that one a lot. I, and then I always got lost as like the timeline always like broke up and I, you know, I've, just watched H2O again like last week for some reason because it was on the TV at a hotel that I was in. Dude, speaking of Scream, that's a Kevin Williamson pick right there. That's I mean, right. He's, yeah. he's got the yeah. Scream. Play. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it's goofy as fuck. Josh, Josh Hartnett's Josh haircut Hartnett. looks yeah. like Michael Myers gave it to him while he was trying to cut his head off with a fucking meat cleaver. <laughs> it, is, it is definitely an interesting film. It is an interesting movie. And then, then, I, then I start getting confused. It's like, wait a second, so Josh Hartnett is... You know, Lord Jamie Lee Curtis is the son, and then I was like trying to figure it out, and then I just tried to figure out how, and it's just like three different timelines. Oh yeah, no, yeah. the Gordon Green yeah. movies are like none of that happened. Only Halloween one, yeah. yeah, and they don't even they don't even allow Halloween two in existence, no. which that's a bold choice, uh, yeah. but they kind of pay homage to all those later Halloween movies with lots of little tidbits and 
and breadcrumbs if you're a fan of the of the series as I am, the yeah. franchise. Uh, that said, though, Corey's story took me in a direction I really wasn't expecting to go, and yeah. um, I might need to meditate on that one, maybe see it again. <laughs> but uh, no, Is that no. That Halloween end? Is that that's that's a, yes. the new Halloween ends. Yes, okay, that's yes. Halloween ends. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Halloween Corey's story. I'll figure it out. All right, I will say the first five minutes, the opening is pretty intense. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and then it goes. Yeah, you don't know what you're going to getting in, what no. you're getting into with those first five minutes, and then unfortunately, it just kind of doesn't deliver what you want in a Halloween movie, which is Michael Myers, Michael Myersing all over the town of Haddonfield. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't quite get it enough in my. Very humble opinion. So, yeah. There's some rumors floating around about new Halloween things coming out, like a possible How? new franchise or a TV oh, like show. Another reboot or something? Yeah, it okay. sounds like A24 and another company have been kind mm. of duking it out to try to get the rights to it. A24? Halloween? A24 was trying to do what that. What would they even do with Michael Myers? Like, he'd be like, Ooh. well, they're doing Friday the 13th. So. That, isn't that a uh, isn't that a uh, Brian Fuller joint though? Ooh, I like I'm Hannibal, not 100%. the guy who the guy who is the showrunner for Hannibal. Yeah, it he is. was. Yes. he's involved in that. Uh, yes. really, he's involved yeah. in that that Halloween or sorry that Friday Thirteenth prequel series. Mm-hmm. Crystal Lake with a twenty four. Yes, yes. So it's yeah. like I, I'm guessing it's like the sexy shenanigans of the teens who lit baby Jason drowned? Question mark. We'll see. Who knows? That, we might we wow. might not even that see Hannibal Jason show, in the first was, season. Who knows? He was good in that show about, you know, spinning yeah. the story in ways, a story you knew, but in ways you weren't expecting. So I'm kind of curious to see what he does with our good friend uh, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. I agree. I, he's so, I mean, he, I love all of that guy's stuff. And it is Friday the 13th yeah. tonight, we should say. Oh, right. yeah, it is Friday yes, the 13th. Yes, yes happy yes, Friday the 13th. Yes, yeah. After we should talk about Jason on this yeah. night. <laughs> <laughs> so... Since we're talking about Friday the 13th, and you guys like to talk about horror films on your show, Hell like yeah. we do, and have a couple drinks, which Friday the 13th movie would you prefer to talk about on the show and why? Cameron, you go first. No, you, you go first. Oh, I mean, that's a big mistake, because I'm not going to stop once I get started. No. I know All which right. one I would cover, but what would you cover? I would probably cover Final Chapter. Okay. Because we've got all of the heavy hitters coming back. Tom Savini's back in the driver's seat for the special effects, the, and they are glorious. We've got twins. We've got <laughs> a lot of things are happening. Corey Feldman, yeah. baby Feldman, is in this movie. We've got some child psychology is happening, like a kind of a holdover from Halloween 2. Where we're like really, we're using psychology to 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 foil Jason because he has the mind of a child. Uh, it also sort of completes that original run that started by like uh, uh, Friday Thirteenth Two, Part Two, where it's more or less from Friday the Thirteenth Part Two to Four. It's like a long weekend. Yeah, it's all like right in a row. Like yeah. he's it, he doesn't have the hockey mask in two. He's got the bag over his head. He's he's defeated in two. And then immediately after three starts, he gets the hockey mask. He's defeated at the end of three. The corners bag him up in the beginning of number four, and he's ready to go on a killing spree again. So I kind of like that. That it really does feel like they say Halloween ends, the final chapter. You know, sorry, Halloween. What am I saying? Friday Thirteenth, final chapter. It feels like it. Uh, I know a lot of people will say part six is their favorite. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to hear what you have to say. My favorite. You might disagree. I really like the remake. Whoa, really enjoyed the remake. Maybe I shouldn't say that's my top favorite. I'm not going to say it's that. It's almost sacrilegious I'm, a little bit. I know, I know. So I'm not going to say that's my top favorite. But I'll just say I have good memories with that film. How many times have you seen it? Uh, 
I mean, probably like 10 times or something Whoa. like that. Yeah, Put not 120 like Put we were talking about. I don't think I've ever seen the Dude, remake. The remake no? is it good? It's good. It's, I mean, obviously. I thought it was fun. It's at least, it's at least good enough to, for it's, him to say, yeah. yeah it, right. I would say it's in my top five, at least. All right. It goes for it. It's Platinum Dunes. Friday the 13th. Which one? Friday the 13th. The remake. The remake, 2019. The last one they made. Is it 2019? I just started watching that before I came down here, before I went to dinner. It was 20, no, it was like 2009. Nine, nine, yeah. right. The one with the dude from Supernatural. Yeah. Yeah, I was just watching that. It was just getting to the point when you're looking there's for his sex, sister. There's a scene that. Yeah, I right? have seen like, it. Oh, have you seen my sister? She there's came out here camping <laughs> and she's missing. There's a yeah. sex scene in that, uh, in that film that, that goes on for quite a long time. I will it, say, that's a movie you don't want... You don't want somebody walking in on you in the middle of that scene because they will not think you're watching a Friday the 13th movie. They'll think you're watching. And, and you're like, no, wait, no, no, wait. no. No, I swear That's to God. When, no, 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 Jason Voorhees is like two minutes out. Yeah. He's yeah. stalking through the woods. That's when you just unzip, like, yeah. just in time. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, that's... That's funny. That's I have never heard somebody say that. That's maybe they're on top of their list. I'd but. say in the top five. Wow. Yeah, all somewhere. Right. In all, right. all right. I really I enjoyed the style of Jason and how he was like, like running through the forest basically, and like just the weapons he was using. Um, Derek Mears. Derek Mears. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. It's, it's just like that. That Jason is impressive. When people are like, Kane Hodder is Jason, I'm like, come on, give me a fucking break. Like, he was yeah. Jason in, in, like, what, four movies? Something like that. And he's a good enough Jason. But again, when I, I refer you to the final chapter, that Jason is Jasoning hard. Yeah. Like, he's he's doing the stock walking, but he's also kind of running a little bit. Uh, hi, highly recommend. Basically, any one of those movies, you're going to be having a good time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jason Goes to Hell. We, we don't get quite enough Jason. No. For my tastes, but... That I wanted that to be so much better. Everybody did. Yeah. Everybody did. The dude, the dude that's like the professional Jason Hunter with a with a leather duster, though. He kind of makes up for the fact that you're not getting enough Jason in that movie. So, yeah. I think some of the best Jasons are in some of the uh, fan films. And there are. Have you watched like the Vengeance them. and the Vengeance Two? Yeah. Those are good. That dude, Jason Brooks. Yeah, plays yeah. as Jason in there. Sure. That dude is like phenomenal. He's another big motherfucker. He's a big like, one, yeah. I yeah. mean, Jason needs to be a big guy. Yeah. This is yeah. his deal. So I'm wondering when uh, Brian Fuller's Crystal Lake show comes out, if we're going to get Jason or if we're going to kind of do like he did for Hannibal and we never did get Clarice and Hannibal, but we got kind of everybody but Clarice. I wonder if it's going to be like everybody but Jason shows up for Crystal Lake. It's, it's supposed yeah. to be like... His mom and stuff, isn't it? Like prequel. The rise of Pamela. Yeah. What I'm thinking, <laughs> we might not see him for a while. Yeah. Like if not ever. Maybe the end of season I'm still curious. Like the end of the series, she'll like check her pregnancy test. Like, yeah. oh, it's going to be oh, a boy. Shit. Yeah. And the pregnancy Jason, test yeah. leaps out of the toilet yeah. and gr- throws an arm over her back yeah. and drags <laughs> her back. Pulls her back in. Yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> that would be perfect. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't know the lore of. Cameron's in over his head already. You know, I'm way over my head. Copyright. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you want to use that as an idea, you need to come see me. Just make a fan film. Yeah. Yeah. Make another Jason fan toilet film. Jason. No one will care. Yeah. That's the first prop we're gonna make. Is the toilet <laughs> to reach through? It's like Ghoulies and Jason. Ghoulies two and Jason crammed together. Yeah. Yeah. That's a shout out to you, Jared Hornbeck, and the Castle Freaks and Puppet Masters podcast. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to plug them on your show, and here I am. Hey, we we like doing shout outs here, so yeah, no that's worries the way. That. That's the podcast way. Yeah, shout outs galore. Yeah, 
Yeah. None of us are making money, so why? <laughs> so <laughs> should we right. should we shout out our own show, Cameron? I guess so. I think yeah, you should. You probably should. All right, here's the premise of the show, y'all. If you're still listening after all this time, Cameron and I get together every other week to discuss what we hope qualify as good bar movies. Now, a good movie is a good movie, but it might not be a good bar movie. This is a movie that you would want to watch while you're sitting in a bar, having a few drinks with friends. So sometimes the best movies that have been made don't make for good bar movies, whereas the worst movies that have been made might actually make for a good bar movie. I'm not pointing fingers at Barbarella as being a bad movie necessarily. It ain't good, but it sure is a good bar movie as we can attest on our program. Correct, Cameron? Agreed, agreed, yeah. Agreed, agreed. So we've got an episode coming up pretty soon. Uh, should be out in time once this drops, where we're going to be discussing uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. And that's quite a doozy uh, because we have a couple of dyed-in-the-wool Freddy experts as guests for that episode. And these guys really take us on a walk uh, because they are the kind of people that actually have like Freddy Krueger tattoos on their body, yeah. whereas Cameron and I are like weekend warriors in the Freddyverse. <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. We also have an episode out now, uh, the second of our Halloween episodes, on Idle Hands, which anybody who likes Devin Sawa or grew up in the uh, grew up in the early aughts like I did, uh, that's a like a lot of fun in that episode. We have divergent opinions. I won't tell you which one of us doesn't think that that's a good bar movie <laughs> but his name starts with cam and it ends with run so <laughs> yeah i mean i i it was it was good you should listen to the episode we talked a lot about yeah, it it's, it's a great conversation yeah yeah yep. regardless of where we ended at the uh, at the conclusion <laughs> i definitely checked it out i mean idle hands was a movie i enjoyed a lot as a kid my cousin and i watched it many many times in one summer um I, huge seth green fan yeah. yeah, really, really, always and been a fan Seth, of him. Kind of early Seth Green yeah. in that movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure, pre, really. pre Doctor Evil's son, right? Mm-hmm. Or right around the time, maybe, mm, maybe ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, yeah it's ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah. So whenever Austin Powers came out, maybe he's like hot on the heels. I think of the it. first was ninety seven. So I he's, say. he's trying to like ditch the whole Doctor Evil's son like yeah. thing that's <laughs> hanging <laughs> over his head by playing this stoner zombie corpse with a, with a bottle, bottle shoved yeah. in his, in yeah. his forehead. Like, I'm not is... Scotty anymore. Like, all right, no. we're going to yeah. shove this bottle in there. Yeah. Oh. Good stuff. Great, great, great time on the podcast, regardless of whether or not it passes the bar, which is our slogan for if it makes a good bar movie or not. Yeah. Well, I would call it a bar movie myself. But I agree I think with you guys should you, listen to friend. the episode, yeah. and then you can <laughs> listen to them debate over the film and... and you decide for yourselves, but go listen to that episode for sure. Yeah, yeah. Definitely do. And uh, pour yourself a drink while you're listening because that's kind of what we're up to. And uh, going forward, especially into season two, as we start planning, uh, we're going to get heavier into the drink side of it because Cameron, uh, local folks know Cameron from his work with uh, The Castle. And uh, people that don't know him should know him because he's a mixologist, a bartender, by trade, bar owner. Yeah, don't yeah. call me a mixologist. I hate that. Joke. Okay, he hates but mixologist. I, I can make drinks. Yes, yes. You can make delicious drinks. You made me a gin drink that I liked, and I hate gin. And that was on our like third That's episode. Impressive. So yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. so Cameron right. designs a cocktail that goes along with each picture that we're talking about, and we're gonna start posting those uh, because we've been getting a lot of mail about that. We're gonna start posting uh, the uh, cocktail recipe in the show notes. We might even be putting out like supplementary videos that show you how to make the cocktail. So if you want to like drink what we're drinking while we're talking about the shitty movies that we're talking about or good movies, <laughs> you can do that with us. Yeah. So I got one last question and this might be putting you on the spot a little bit. But since you like to make a drink for what you're watching, 
If you were to watch one of the Scream films, what Ooh. kind of drink do you think would go along with that? What's a ghost face drink, Cameron? Ooh, ghost face drink. I don't know. I think you got to go a little bit bloody, right? You need to be a little bit red. Uh, so maybe we're adding a little bit of pomegranate juice, maybe some rum. I love rum. Ooh, so like yeah. rum mm -hmm. and pomegranate uh, go really well together. Because those Halloween movies are sweet. <laughs> they, they sure are. are. They are. Sorry, sweet. what am I saying? Scream. Scream movies are sweet. <laughs> I know. I was, I'm so lost in what you were talking about. I just, I didn't even catch that part of it. Yeah, uh, we circle back but around. Yeah, That's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some rum, some pomegranate, maybe some citrus. I don't know. I'd, play, I'd probably play around with that uh, as a starter and maybe add some bitters, maybe a different type of rum uh, to kind of create some more scent aspects to it. But I think that'd probably be where I'd go with Maybe the this drink sounds so delicious that I think we need to do a Scream movie so that you will make <laughs> this drink for, for, for me and for everybody listening. Because that vote. sounds damn fine, my friend. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood. Blood and red. I don't know. That's what, I was, that's what I'm going with, but I don't know. Well, you heard it here first. We're planning for our uh, next season. We're thinking about doing sequels for season two. Okay. Because it's kind of all in there. And Scream 2 is a wild ride. Yeah. So maybe we should tentatively plan for Scream 2 for our yeah, Halloween maybe. season. That, that might be good. That might be good. And I'll start. That's a year away. I'll start coming up with a cocktail now. It better be yeah, good, right. goddammit. And I say this with the most sarcasm. You guys already covered the Scorpion King, so you could talk about Scorpion King 2. Oh, I mean, yeah. I know you can't oh, wait to there. watch yeah. and Don't talk about that. Don't even worry about it. The director of Scorpion King 2 came up recently on an episode. I want to say maybe the Highlander. Maybe the Highlander episode. So yeah. That's definitely going to... That's going to make an appearance on the show, yeah. yeah try it out. <laughs> Scorpion King 2. Well, Highlander 2. Speed 2. Oh Scream 2. <laughs> so many great sequels. Perfect bar movies. What is your favorite sequel that comes to mind? Favorite, like, are we talking like, are we talking like good sequel? It doesn't even or are we have to be horror, like, but just like, like a, a, like a second in a series that you're like, oh, that's better than the first one. Oh, man. I don't know. Do you have one off the top? Of your I'm going to be so basic and say The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Dark Knight Return. Oh, well, yeah. No, yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the Dark Knight. Yes. Yeah, the Joker. Highly agreed. That is agreed. Like, highly agreed. Yeah, agreed. Coming out of the gates as, like, better than the original. And yeah. I like Batman Begins a lot. And I think Batman Begins is an actual movie that happens to have Batman in it. And Dark Knight is a Batman movie. But it is an awesome fucking Batman movie, yeah. and yeah. as far as like sequels go, that's uh, that's up there for me. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's man, that's a hard one to top. I don't know. You don't have to top. That's how it. we do. I don't know. What's another sequel movie? I don't even. I can't even. Think Dude, of Scream that. Two. Scream Two. I don't oh. know if it's. Is that that ain't better than the first one? First I mean, Child's Play Two. No, Child's Play Two is not better than uh, Child's Play One. People, that seems to be the fan favorite. I I still like the first Seriously, one more. The it, foster care one is second the second one favorite? seems to be a big fan nah, favorite for a lot I would of take people. The Army School one over the second one, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Nobody throws themselves on a live hand grenade in the second one, but that definitely happens in the third. We thank him for his sacrifice. In the third, we thank you. <laughs> Chucky doesn't end up going into an enormous fan blade in the second one. Yeah. Oh, man, the way his face looks after getting it cut oh, off, so it's cool. A, it's excellent. Yeah. I love those movies. I can't wait. Funny anecdote. I know we're running out of time, but uh, Poor Townsend, where we are, has a, a, a flourishing Buy Nothing Facebook page. You know, for anybody that doesn't know what that is, People either say, I'm giving this away, it's for free, you come pick it up at my house, or they say, I'm looking for 
X, Y, or Z, does anybody want to give that to me? And it's a cool way to say, uh, basically, fuck you, Goodwill. Your CEO makes way too much money for me to be donating stuff to you for nothing. I'm just yeah. going to give it to my friends for free in the community. Anyway, one day, this lady gets on the Buy Nothing page, and she posts a little story about how her daughter loves Chucky. Her daughter's eight. And she doesn't want her daughter to grow up being scared of dolls like Chucky. So she wants to encourage this love of Chucky. And does anybody have anything Chucky related that they'd be willing to part with? Well, I had the complete Chucky like anthology on DVD. Yeah. And we were moving away from physical media, you know, these days as we headed to streaming land. And also I needed to free up some shelf space. So I popped on there and I'm like, yeah, I got all the movies. I got one through seed. Uh, and I even have curse and cult floating around. And I'll give yeah. them to you all. And she shows up, she picks them up. A few days later, she sends me a picture of her daughter sitting there in her car seat holding this Chucky box set that I have <laughs> with the biggest grin on her face, this little eight-year-old girl. And I thought, you know what? I fucked this girl up in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's going to need therapy in 15 years or so. But but she's going to be fine other yeah. than that. No, yeah. for sure. Yeah. She's going to be a fine, healthy little horror fan. Upstanding you know, member of you. our society here. A baby horror hound. Yeah. A horror hound was born. Yeah. <laughs> we need more of go. them. <laughs> All right. Any last words, guys? Check us out on uh, wherever you get your pods, Barstool Film School. Uh, find us on Instagram, BSFS Podcast on Instagram. Uh, rate and review the show. Tell your friends. You know, all the standard stuff people in the podcast verse say. Cameron? We'll see you there. Okay. Thank you, guys. We're going to chat again real yeah. soon, and we'll, uh, we'll get into a little bit more further talk. But we wanted to at least chat for a little bit here on Friday the 13th. So thank you guys for coming by. Thank Happy you. to be here. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Hi, I'm Jade the Libra, and I do all things Halloween, Halloween decor hunting, Halloween hauls, all sorts of spooky things, and including spooky music. Uh, so uh, just come hang out. Have a good Halloween time on the <laughs> Stephen Crypto Show. All right. That was cool. Finally getting to meet with those guys. We've been talking about it for a while, and they knew that we were going to be down there and wanted to come down and and meet us and hang out with us and we got to get an interview in which was cool i kind of missed most of it because it was a cold night and i really had to pee <laughs> and we had to get it in before the music started i held it down so you held it, was it all down. right you held it down it was oh. really nice getting to talk with them and and again as i said that's that's just like a little uh sample of it speaking of samples i think it's a good time to sample some spooky music uh a composer named george Stryker, I believe his name is pronounced. If I'm wrong, sorry, George. But he just released a an album called Music for the Macabre. And uh, go to musicmacabre.com. You could hear his stuff. He's like a composer from TV and film and more. Uh, nice, spooky-vibed instrumentals fitting for... They sound like they should be in like a Tim Burton movie or something. But let's uh, chill out for a minute and listen to some spooky-vibe tunes.
now that we got some some music in our in our veins feeling extra spooky now um we've been talking about what spooky shit we've been watching so would you like to do the honors of running through your list so but we haven't been getting too deep or reviewing or just we just been saying what we've been watching yeah i really don't have much this week unfortunately um we watched all of goosebumps the new series all of what's available which is five episodes there's gonna be five more at some point i don't know when they're coming out but um i imagine the strike is affecting that kind of like is affecting another show that i've watched that i'm caught up on is chucky season three um it's kind of sad to think that we only have two episodes left and then we're not going to get any more until january i believe um Hopefully. But yeah, I've watched the first two episodes of Chucky season three. We watched all of Goosebumps and it was cool. I mean, um, a darker tone, of course. Um, the intro is pretty lame, but I like the show. Really? <sighs> there ain't no Goosebumps dog in it, man. I need that. <laughs> you know, I need that. Eh. That's all right. It, it's, it's from yeah. my generation. and Yeah. And uh, see when Goosebumps. Like, was, what's Goosebumps without that dog sitting on the front porch? What's weird is when Goosebumps was kind of big. I mean, it's still big, still popular. Yeah. For nostalgia reasons, but when it was like in its prime, I was a little older and wasn't reading them, so I didn't really read Goosebumps books as mm-hmm. a kid. So I did watch that Jack Black Goosebumps movie. Yeah. That was fun. Those are all right. Cool. That was cool. I love Jack Black. I mean, those movies are they're they're for the right audience. You know, they're they're a little silly, but that's okay. It's it's not goosebumps, but I did watch that R.L. Stein movie. Oh yeah. So, I think we mentioned that last week. Yep. So, yeah. Um So that's about what you watched this week? <sighs> Pretty much, yeah. Um I mean we watched some like nothing new besides that. Like we watched the Friday the 13th remake again. Yep. yep. And I know you watched that. I did watch it. I attempted to watch Mars attacks yesterday, but Logan said that the Martians eyes were scary. So I turned it off. (laughs) (laughs) I I watched that too. Um, but I started falling asleep. Yeah. Cause by the time I kick back to watch stuff, it's getting kind of late and I'm usually, 10 o'clock i'm like fading fast so i try to watch it earlier in the day um let me run through my list and obviously we mentioned where to find us on social media if you're following the steve strout you know that i post every day i try to watch one thing every day whether it be a tv show or a movie or whether it's horror or just halloween themed or something spooky or a cartoon i try to watch one thing every day and i post about it and I've actually been putting up on TikTok too, like what I watched, like the first ten days. I got to put up my second ten pretty soon, a couple more days. Um, so I watched, and a lot of the things I watched, we picked because Ryan wanted to watch them with me, and she's not into big like gory or anything. So I haven't gotten too crazy with stuff I've watched yet, but it's it's coming. I'm gonna dig into the good shit soon. Not saying this stuff isn't good. I love all of it. I love the cheesy, you know, like I watched a couple weeks ago before October. I watched Mr. Boogity on 
Disney Plus. That shit was stupid, but it was <laughs> cool because it was just fun, like goofy, spooky, dumb shit. And it had a what's her name, Christy Swanson, who played as Buffy. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'll shut up and get to my list. I watched Totally Killer with Karen Shipka, who was Sabrina, which I enjoyed. I hey, you it. said it was boring, right? No, no, I love that one. Sabrina? I thought it was great. Oh, Sabrina, yeah. yes. Um, but Totally Killer, totally killer I was thought cool. it was really fun. It was, it was like, it's the same old shit, but then they did like the time travel thing. And it yeah. was like, okay, we don't really, we get like time loops. But I never had like straight up time travel. This was like Back to the Future crossed with like Scream. Scream. Yeah, was, I love the Scream. That's what I was it. thinking when you I watched know, just, it. I like the whole whodunit horror movie. Yeah. And they even gave you a good little twist that you weren't like, you didn't expect. I didn't expect there to be two, the original killer and then like the the reporter guy to become a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just spoiled it for everybody, but <clears throat> we'll save that shit for Patreon. Uh, of course, I watched The Last Drive-In. Uh, they screened Halloween, the original, on Shutter and AMC. So of course, I had to watch that. Never pass up on watching Halloween, especially Halloween season. Uh, and then, especially with Joe Bob Briggs and Darcy hosting it, I had to watch it. He always gives you that little extra insight or these little weird tidbits that you don't really know. Weird shit. Yeah. Uh, what I watched? Let's see. Last Driving. We watched Freaky with Vince Vaughn because Ryan likes those kind of, you know, like yeah, Totally Killer, one. like, uh, What's that one with the, the time loop? Freaky Friday is kind of what they're spoofing on. No, but I mean, like, those kind of horror comedy, like, was it one called Happy Death Day or something like that? Yeah. And it was, like, that loop, the day loop. Mm-hmm. Like she likes those kind of horror movies that have, like, that kind of goofiness to it. So I was like, you got to watch Freaky. So we watched Freaky with Vince Vaughn, who it was really nice to see him get killed because... <laughs> I think every movie I watch with Vince Vaughn, I want him to die in. Just because his characters never shut the fuck up. You ever notice that? Talks too damn much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Catherine Newton from uh, Supernatural. That was good. You watched Freaky, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 That was I cool really movie. enjoyed it. It was cool. That was a cool one. Uh, I watched The Halloween Tree, the animated film. It's based on the Ray Bradbury story. Okay. Did you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was a good one. It's been a while, but yeah. yeah. Then, of course, I watched Friday the 13th, the 2000, what do we say? 2009. Nine. Yeah. That's with, the only one I've seen in theaters. With uh, Jared Padalecki, also from Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Um, Cursed Friends it was a Comedy Central uh, movie. I saw the ad for that. It was, it was funny. It wasn't, I wouldn't call it really good, but it was pretty funny. The cast was was cool there was a huge cast like nicole byer the lady from nailed it nailed yeah. it that, that show's ridiculous i love yeah. that show uh harvey gian who is from what we do in the shadows kathy griffin's in it she plays a crazy person which i think isn't far from who she really not is a stretch <laughs> yeah nikki glazer who is cool um ever tell you that i had a drink with nikki glazer once yes you did yeah anyways who cares uh Joey, fat one. Yeah. Joey Fatone from <laughs> 98 Degrees in St. Backstreet Boys. They ever one of those fucking groups. Yes. 
uh, Will Arnett, who was always funny. But yeah, there's a lot of people in it. And it, it was funny. Like, it's worth checking out. If you want to watch something slightly spooky, check it out. It's fun. Cool. You get some laughs. And uh, Harvey Gein steals the fucking show. Yeah. That dude is like fucking beast. He's so fucking funny and crazy and there's so much energy. Like, he... He's arguably... Hatter's not really a best character in what we do in the shadows, but he's like very important. Like if you remove him from the show, it's like eh. like if you remove any of them, it's kind of me. Yeah, the dynamic. together that ensemble is like fucking brilliant. Yeah, like it, it, I we were talking about it last night. Uh, what we do in the shadows movie, we didn't watch it, but uh, somebody posted somebody from the Deluxe Edition Network. I forgot what show it was posted by like what's your favorite vampire movie and i fucking didn't think about what we do in the shadows because it's one of my favorites so i was you know it's like either lost boys or fright night and i was like fuck what we do in the shadows that movie brought me more joy in the last 15 years than like any other movie yeah you know what was fun for me as a kid i don't know if i would say it's my favorite vampire movie now or even a favorite really but um i loved it as a kid dracula dead and loving it like when it comes to Leslie Nielsen films, people always say, you know, Die Hard or, or not Die Hard, Spy Hard or um, uh, Naked Gun. You know, those are the ones that people mention whenever they think of him or Airplane, of course. But for me, it's Dracula Dead and Loving It. That's it was my the, favorite one. The first time made. he did the, that whole, you know, the spoof thing. So it kind of resonated more. Yeah. And uh, Dead and Loving It, that was a Mel Brooks movie, right? Yep. Yeah, I just remember... Uh, you have to go for the heart! Yeah, I just remember... She will become one herself. Herself. Or like the the blood scene when there's just like blood. Oh, so much blood! <laughs> yeah. I need to rewatch that. Yeah. I should put that on my list. It's pretty fun. Um, You mentioned Mars Attacks. I watched that the other night and I already said Give him that. Give an It'll make him feel accomplished. <laughs> I already said I started falling asleep during Mars Attacks. Yeah. Um, so we won't get too far in that. Everybody's seen Mars Attacks. If you haven't, fuck act, you. Act, act, You know the movie. Classic. Tim Burton, amazing movie. Wonderful. One of the best cast ever in a fucking movie. One of my favorite movies I watched as a kid. Like, I I went to the theater uptown to see it. My cousin worked there. He gave me the, the real movie poster. I think I still have it somewhere. It's double-sided and one side's backwards, so you know it's legit. Yeah. Oh, man, I want... Has all the little Martian heads just lined up in rows. I want that goddamn fucking animatronic I from Spirit. I want that so bad, and I will leave it up all year round. It would become a permanent fixture of my Man, they life. had one at the Witch's Walk, and those people were lucky I didn't oh, try to put that thing that's in gonna my be car. A, we're, next year, we're, when we're famous, we're going to have a fee. Like Our fee is a fucking Mars Attacks fucking alien. I almost wanted to just walk away with them. You know, everybody was drinking in there. They would have known if I was like, hey, this guy's been having a few yeah. too many. Well, I'm going to take him outside. I'm going to help him out, okay? We're going out for a smoke. What's that? Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. You can sit up front. It's fine. Going out for a smoke. We'll be right back. Yeah. Don't even smoke. Um. So, yeah. Martha Text. Classic. I started season four of Creep Show. Me too. Which I forgot up. about that. I, I and that... that. That, or I watched it last night. That first episode was cool, man. I dug it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Um. So yeah, Creep Show is the last thing. That's what we watched so far this week. 
Um, with that being said, let's get to the next segment on the show. Our, our uh, regular Halloween contributor, Lord Bloodraw, is back. And he is sharing a list of old-time radio shows to watch during this season. So let's just get right into that. He don't need no introduction. He's a horror host Hall of Famer. You should fucking know Lord Blood Raw. So check this out. And the man's voice demands attention. So here we go. Check it a, out. He has such a great voice. Yeah. Here it is. Greetings, everyone in the land of Steve and Crypto. Lord Blood Raw here, host of Lord Blood Draw's Nerve Rack and Theater. And Besides having a deep love of horror films, I have had a lifelong love of old-time radio horror. You see, back in the days before television, when uh, dinosaurs ruled the earth, the main entertainment source in the home was radio. And through that radio came comedies, dramas, news, and very very frightening stories from radio shows like Lights Out, Inner Sanctum Mysteries, Escape, and many more. So in this, the greatest time of year, this Halloween season, I have compiled a list of seven of the best old-time radio shows to listen to on a chilly, dark October night. Why seven? Seven is a very powerful number. In numerology, it symbolizes a profound connection with the spiritual realm. Those who master the number seven are highly intelligent and sensitive to the higher planes of existence and the domains beyond death. Actually, I picked seven episodes and couldn't bear to eliminate two of them, so here we are. My pick for the seven best old-time radio shows to listen to on Halloween. Presented in ascending order of terror. Number seven, The Horla from Mystery in the Air. This radio series was hosted by the actor Forey Ackerman of famous Monsters of Filmland magazine called The Lord High Minister of All That Is Sinister. Mr. Peter Lorre. In the Horla, he plays a man convinced he is being driven to evil by an invisible entity haunting his home. Yes, now I know. How can I help but knowing it's obvious? Yes, the, the rule of man is over and, and he has come. He has arrived. But, but what is his name? What do you call yourself? What's that? I, no, I know he's... He's shouting it out! Yes, yes, I listened. Huh? Horla. That's it, yes. The Horla. Yes, the Horla. He, he haunts me. He, he is within me. This episode's unnerving ending is not to be missed. Number seven, the Horla from Mystery in the Air. Number six, Ghost Hunt from Suspense. 
This is one of my favorites. In fact, I featured it on the first episode of my podcast, Lord Bloodraw's Nerve Rack and Auditorium, but uh, more on that later. Ghost Hunt tells the story of a radio DJ who spends the night in a haunted house as a promotional stunt, but when he's due to be picked up in the morning, he's disappeared. All that's left is his tape recorder still running. Folks, I'd like you to get a picture of what it's like here. It's very quiet, for one thing. I've never been in such a quiet place, and it's pretty dark. No light except my flashlight. Tell you what, you go now and douse all the lights you have on. Go ahead, put out the lights, and that'll give you a clearer feeling of how it is here with me. Go ahead, put out the lights. Hey, did, did you hear that? <laughs> Real estate agent told me I'd probably hear rats and mice in the walls. Well, I can certainly hear them now. There's that bat again. It seems to like me the way it keeps... Each, each time it passes, it touches my face or my neck with its wings. <laughs> Smelly things, bats. A truly haunting story with solid performances and the earliest example of found footage horror I've ever heard of. Number six, Ghost Hunt from Suspense. Number five, Dracula from the Mercury Theater on the Air. This adaptation of the famous story was the first episode of the Mercury Theater on the Air, starring the great Orson Welles. Count Dracula. Yes, my young friend. Well, what of me? When am I free? When can I leave this place? Free? Mr. Harker, you're always free. You want to leave? Would you like to leave tonight? Yes, yes, in God's name. My dear young friend, not an hour shall you wait in my house against your will. Come. Follow me. Good night, Mr. Harker. <laughs> The door is shut, Mr. Harker. I take it. You will remain. Later in this same year, Halloween of 1938, Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the Air would terrorize the nation with their broadcast of War of the Worlds that convinced war-panicked Americans that an invasion had landed from Mars. A classic of horror radio, but Dracula delivers the gothic chills more suited to Halloween, in my opinion. Number five, Dracula, from the Mercury Theater on the Air. Number four, The Room, from Beyond Midnight. Beyond Midnight was a South African radio series from the late 60s. The Room tells the tale of a young skeptic who agrees to spend the night in a haunted room in spite of the fact that all who have done it before have gone completely mad. Absolute silence reigns. The silence of a tomb or of a great desert when daylight appears to have deserted the world forever. Silence. The kind of silence that seems to hammer iron pegs into the mind. Bye-bye is time, I think. He smiles a smile of satisfaction in a moment spending a thousand pounds on a multitude of wondrous things and then, quite calmly, without any announcement, 
without any movement in the room. The candle directly behind Ronald Todd's head goes out. A slow burn chiller, especially if you're afraid of the dark. Number four, The Room from Beyond Midnight. Number three, The Outsider from The Black Mass. This radio series from the early 60s was produced in California and starred Eric Bowersfeld, whom most will recognize as the voice of Admiral Akbar from The Empire Strikes Back. It's a trap! Yes, that's him. This episode is based on the H.P. Lovecraft tale that I won't even try to describe here. I know not where I was born. I remember only this castle, infinitely old and infinitely horrible, full of dark passages and dismal high-ceilinged chambers. The stones in the crumbling corridors seemed always hideously damp, and the smell everywhere coming up out of the deeper passages from the remains there. The generations of bones had led endlessly down into the earth. A macabre tale of eldritch things. Number three, The Outsider from The Black Mass. Number two, Death Robbery from Lights Out. Lights Out was a famous old-time radio show which ran from 1936 to 1942, often drawing complaints from more tender radio listeners for being just too frightening. Death Robbery stars horror icon Boris Karloff as a scientist experimenting with returning the dead to life. When his wife passes away, he resurrects her with chilling results. Ruth? Ruth? Wake up, darling. Oh, uh, Ruth, dear, it's David speaking. Wake up, dearest. Ruth? Ruth? Uh, oh, darling, no wonder it scared a poor girl. Ruth, it's, it's David, dear. I kept my promise and you're alive again. Oh, you're all right, honey. It's David. You're... you're... Ruth. Ruth. David. David, what's the matter? God is her mind. No, David. Her soul. Number two, Death Robbery from Lights Out, starring the great Boris Karloff. And number one... Knock at the Door, also from Lights Out. This unnerving story is told by a woman standing precariously on a stool in a basement with a noose around her neck. This is definitely to be listened to in the dark. You called me, Ella? Yes, I called you. What's the matter? Somebody took the lid off the sewer down here. Land sakes alive. Now, who could have done that? Heavy iron cover like that. Jay wouldn't have done it. Is it deep down there? Of course it's deep. 
Ain't a store anyway. Covers an old well this building was built over. Oh. What are you owing about? Heard my son Jay tell you the same thing weeks ago. Yes, he did tell me. Funny, I forgot. Oh, look. What? Down in the well. Look. I... I don't see nothing. What? Oh, it's your well, isn't it, Mama? Your well. Everything is yours, so stay in it. Stay in it, Mama. Stay in it. Your well, Mama. But everything else is mine now. Everything mine, mine. My number one pick for Halloween radio terror. Knock at the door from Lights Out. Well, there's my selection, but feel free to make your own as you explore the shadowy world of old-time radio horror. All of these tales and more can be found on my podcast, Lord Blood Draws Nerve Rack and Auditorium, which can be found on Spotify, Apple, Google, and wherever podcasts are available, also on YouTube. I would also invite you to watch my TV series, Lord Blood Draws Nerve Rack and Theater, where I host the best, worst, and wildest horror and science fiction films ever made. It's on the Nostalgia Network, Saturday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, and again at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. It's available on Roku, Sling Free TV, and other streaming platforms. I want to thank Steve and Crypto for this opportunity to share a bit of Halloween spirit with you. And I want to wish you all a very, very happy Halloween. As always, I am Lord Bloodraw saying, uh, geek out. Happy Halloween, everyone. This is Matthew Mark Connor of MMH Productions. In over 230 horror films since 2017, alongside being Cleveland's number one filmmaker of 2023 by Scene Magazine. Check us out on YouTube and watch some shorts and have a great laugh or get a little scared. And make sure you keep on tuning in and listening to the Stephen Crypto Show. Alrighty, thanks to Lord Bloodraw again. Hopefully we get him back next year with another cool, creepy, spooky list. Um... Before we get ready to wrap up the show, we've been mentioning events that we're doing. Crypto is a big part of a Halloween event. Yeah. So yeah. tell them about that event again real quick, and then we'll give them a the little special treat we have here. Okay. So Halloween night, right out here, Port Hadlock, Washington. We have the next guest in this episode. Our guest of honor for Halloween night is Kung Fu Vampire. And he and is a is Kung Fu San Jose artist who has been around basically since about 2001. And they used to be a 10-piece band. They had um, like the you know Kung Fu would rap while he had women on stage playing violin and cello and you know all of that. Um, there was a, a woman that would sing like operatic vocals on some of the choruses, depending on the song. Uh, it's a very eclectic mix. And you know, things have changed over time. It was hard to tour with that many people. So now budget it's, cuts and yeah, you know, so, COVID happened. So now it's a two piece. It's just him and the drummer, but like their dynamic on stage is great. They're very tight. Um, Sounds like you're making like a chicken order. Like, I got a 10 piece and now I want a two piece, <laughs> some biscuits and anyways, carry on. <laughs> carry on. Um, so, I want you guys to come out and hang with the third favorite podcast and come out 
and hang with one of my favorite artists, not even just an underground hip hop, but one of my favorite artists overall, really. I've been listening for a long time, and I think after this next clip, you guys will be intrigued, and you'll want to come check out the show. Check them out on YouTube. There's a lot out there that can give you a taste of what to expect if you come to the show. But again, Halloween night, Old Alcohol Plant, Port Hadlock, Washington, 15 advance, 20 at the door. Um, We're going to have a trunk or treat from 3 to 5. Then there's an hour break. You can hang around and have dinner at the Alcohol Plant if you like because it's a restaurant and a bar and a hotel. Um, then we have a dance party with DJ Robotics that we're going to have a costume contest. I'm going to probably do a couple songs and then we'll introduce Doc Vor and our guest that we have on the show right now, Kung Fu Vampire. Enjoy. Hey, we are here on the Steve and Crypto show. This is another one of our Halloween specials and we are here with our guest of honor for Halloween night in Port Hadlock, Washington. But the tour that this man is starting begins October 25th in Bend, Oregon. It's the Pacific Northwest run of the Blackheart Machine Tour. We are here with Kung Fu Vampire. How are you? Yes. Good to have you here. Yeah, man. I don't do a lot of interviews lately. This is fun. Well, I appreciate it. So I've, uh, I gotta say, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I first saw you back in 2009, maybe 10. I think you were on the Slaughterhouse Tour with Twisted, correct? Yep, 2010. That was February, March, and April of 2010. Two and a half months long tour. Yeah. That's right. That was yeah. my first big tour. I had done two little ones prior, but that was my first big, big tour. Well, I... I've probably seen you god seven or eight times now i'd say more than most performers that i've seen live um it's probably you guys and potluck and i gotta say that you've been very personal with every show always doing meet and greets and hanging out with people at the merch booths and that kind of thing really rubs off on a fan base and i think they really love that about you it's how close you are with your fans Man, I hope so. I hope so. Cause you know, I know we, uh, we're not capitalizing on a lot of economical opportunities by doing that. And I've just kind of stuck to it. You know, it's just kind of what I want to do. It's just how I want to do it. But, um, we, we have fun doing it. And as long as it makes people happy, I'm going to keep doing it. So, well, you know, what's also nice to see is a return to where things started. And what I mean by that is on Friday the 13th, you released a video from an album from 20 years ago from your debut record. And it's probably my favorite song on that album, too. And it's called Abracadaver. And you filmed it inside of a cemetery. That looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, man. What an, a monumental <laughs> thing is we filmed it in the same cemetery the album cover was shot in. So it makes it even crazier. So when I was a kid, we made that album, basically and shot it in the Santa Clara Mission Cemetery on Winchester Boulevard here in San Jose, Santa Clara. Um, Probably about five-minute drive to the 49er Stadium. And we had a friend that was a cemetery in there at the time. Uh, 
I haven't talked to him in 15 years, 10 years, but great guy let us in there to do whatever we wanted. He opened up chapels. He did whatever we wanted. We parked my 1960 Cadillac in the cemetery and shot that album cover. Multiple photographers there. And we even filmed a super low budget video. And then 20 years later, we shoot a video in the same cemetery. Uh, the energy was definitely different. It was a blast. But of course, the security guy rolled up and he was being literally the definition of a Karen. He was so pissed. He was like, what's up with the, he's like, you guys can't film here. No costumes. We see you with a hearse, blah, blah, blah. We're like, we're going to film here, bro. And we ended up filming it there and, and across the street at the other cemetery. And so, yeah, that was awesome. Abracadabra. I produced it. That's the first ever Kung Fu vampire song. And I produced it. So produced by me. It's the first Kung Fu song. And now as of two days ago, we have a brand new video. That's awesome. That's cool to hear a little bit of background on it. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. Um, and it's perfect for Halloween time. I mean, just right? the, the vibe, the video, all of it. It's perfect release for Halloween. And speaking of that holiday, I'm curious, do you have a favorite memory from Halloween? Just of your whole life. Anything that stood out on Halloween that you want to talk about? Well, you know, there's some different things. Um, I feel like the first Halloween or first Halloween, I got the trick or treat with my daughter was probably the most special, but, um, musically speaking, you know, um, God, it's such a great, you know, I'm going to go with Detroit with, uh, ICP and Detroit with twisted. We did both their like Halloween shows. I, I think hollow wicked devil's night. Um, both of those were fantastic. So I think those were pretty memorable music wise, you know, uh, we've yeah. done some weird events. We've done some cool Halloween time events, but those two were sold out packed to the brim crowd was going crazy. That's where it was at, man. Okay. Well, let's hope that we can make some new Halloween memories coming up in just a couple weeks here at Port Hadlock. I'm looking forward to that very, very much. Yeah. We haven't um, played Halloween very many times, so this is pretty special coming up. Yeah. Well, I'm, Dude, I'm, I'm excited as hell, and I hope people that are listening are as well. Um, I know we got some folks that are coming out, people that have attended the last couple shows here, and they're excited to see you again. It's been seven years, so let's make it a big one for sure. Has it been dude, that long? It locksmith has. Tour yeah. Me and no, so Locksmith wasn't on that tour. Um, or no, oh, you didn't end up coming out perfect. here for Locksmith. Yeah, I'm sorry. So 2014 – was when Nothead had you guys out here. That was with you and Gmo and Dirtbag. And then 2016 was the last one with you and Dirtbag, Dan. Right. So we came in 14, 16, and not since. So you're right, seven years. Right. And then the rest of the Pacific Northwest, it's been six years. So, yeah, yeah, it's been – it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but, yeah, it's definitely crazy. So I'm curious out of uh... – all these years you've been rocking these stages and, and different songs, your evolution and your music and over time, do you even have a favorite song that you can mention that, you know, favorite song to play live? I know it's hard to narrow it down with all the different styles that you perform, but is there one that stands out that you just love to play every night? Oh man. Easy question. Easy. <laughs> 5 a.m. Oh Yeah. 5 a.m. off the new album, um, neck and neck off the new album. It's challenging. Um, Black Heart Machine off the new. The new album is by far 
just shitting on the rest of my whole catalog. I don't care what anybody says. It's just better okay. all the way around. Better, funner, uh, hype, more well-rounded. I just I see people going crazy on it the first time they hear it. We did new songs at the gathering. They went crazy. You know, it just that that's the one. That's that album. This album that we're doing this tour for, we're playing a majority of the album. We're playing about eight or nine of the songs off the record. Well, wow. and I love playing those songs. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's I, a the great old record. stuff, it's it's too late to pray because I see everybody's face light up and just just the joy that it brings the crowd is nice. And then Nocturnal is a close one too. So yeah, I love Nocturnal. Love the beat on that one. Um, okay. Do you have anything special planned for this tour? Anything different? I don't I know you don't want to spill the beans, but is there anything that you can say? about this tour um i there's a few surprises um the biggest there's two things that i want to get people on and hopefully we can spread the word about we're going to be doing one jersey giveaway every single night for someone randomly who's purchased a um pre-sale ticket to the show and buys anything from our merch booth they're automatically entered so it's going to be a small you know, there's a pretty big chance that you could win this jersey. You know, you narrow the chances down. So we're doing a raffle. So they get to do a jersey of their choice, actually. Each night, we're giving away one of those. And the other thing we're doing is, this is the longest set we've ever done in the history of our career. Okay, cool. So you've been uh, just trying to, I, I assume, challenge yourself in that way and with uh, having a longer set. It's more like, yes, uh, that's like a 20% of it. The other percentage of it is we, I want to only play songs that I love playing. I don't even care how popular they are. Some of our most popular songs we don't play. Um, only some, right? We don't play Dead Girls Don't Say No. We don't play, I mean, we may because it's Halloween, but we don't typically. Um, we don't play Nightmare Walking very often. You know, there's some popular ones we just don't play. We don't play Fire very often love bites but um so to, now we have such a fairly extensive catalog i think i have seven or eight albums by now six at least six solid full-length albums um so now there's enough material of stuff that i love to play that puts us in that hour and 15 hour and 20 minute mark you know yeah i could play for a lot longer probably you know um but i think let's see so we have bloodbath beyond dead sexy love bites look alive reanimated Come Dawn, Blackheart Machine. So seven albums. Reanimated being a remix album. So really just six full-length albums to choose from. Seven if you count Reanimated. And uh, eight if you count Double Dragon, which I don't play any of those songs, but I know that the fans would probably love that. Um, but yeah, so it's just, it's great. We got some fun stuff going on and we're, bit, we're, we're better than ever. We've never been this good before. So. Yeah, I mean, I imagine just between you and Chris, like you can make things tighter than ever and just bouncing ideas off back and forth. Um, so does, does Chris ever kind of jump in with ideas for you? Like for maybe for rhymes or, or do you ever give him ideas with drums? Cause I know you, you have some background as a drummer as well. So uh, nothing with lyrics, nothing with drums, but he produces a lot of the tracks now. So mm -hmm. we're very close involved together on the, the way we play things and the tempos and how we, how we present our music, uh, on stage. We, we come together on that pretty, pretty evenly. 
Cool. Um, I will always let him put in whatever ideas he have. I rarely, if ever, uh, veto or overpower him. You know, if he says, I really want to do this, we're going to do it. You know, yeah. it's, you know, and, and, and vice versa. If I say, Hey, I really don't want to do this. We won't do it, but I'm not, I'm not that picky. There's just a, right. sometimes I'll just go, you know what? This song we thought was going to be dope live isn't working. He's like, I agree. And we yeah. move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious, you know, with you guys working together for so long, I didn't know if like you, you know, say you're writing your verse and he's like, Oh, I got an idea for that, you know, and throws you something. Or if you're like, Oh dude, do this drum part right here. That would fill in great. Yeah, yeah, we do that, of course. So during the nice. during the recording process, he he's my engineer. So during the recording yeah. process, he's given me all kinds of things that he thinks are great. And then um, during the rehearsal process, I'll, I'll I'll remind him where I think drum breaks should be and things. But yeah, man, I mean, we're pretty much one unit. Awesome, man. And, and I mean, from all the live clips and from the times that I've seen you guys, you can see it. Like you see the connection. You know, there's some bands that are just up there doing their thing, but like you guys really are synced and locked in. And it shows. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up here real soon. I just wanted to give Steve a chance to ask you a quick question and then we'll, we'll send you on your way. Steve, you there? I, I am <laughs> here. I am here. Sorry. So if the tour wasn't happening, what would you be doing to get ready and to celebrate Halloween? Well, you know, I probably what I prefer to do is trick or treat with my daughter and her friends. Now, this is going to be the first year she goes with her friends alone without parents. Um, being almost a, a teenager, you know, being 12 and a half, 13, they all go out with their group of friends that are between, you know, 12 and 15. Um, so this will be that. So I'd probably be doing that uh, or going to local Halloween parties. You know, people invite me to Halloween parties out here in San Jose. There's tons of them, right? Like 25, 30 of them in one night all over the city. So I would probably hit up the best ones of those. And, um, I don't really give out candy anymore. I used to, but I just, it's just too much. I just don't want people knocking on my door. You know what I mean? And uh, <laughs> yeah. there's been times or <laughs> been like, Oh, Kung Fu vampires at the door. I'm like, Oh God, now these people know where I live, but it's more just like, I don't know. I'd rather get out and about, you know what I mean? Or, or we're going to stay home and watch horror movies and drink a bottle of wine and call it a night early. I don't know. It depends on the day of the week. You know what I mean? But, uh, I'll probably be hitting a good Halloween party, honestly. Costume or no? You know, I've never dressed up for Halloween. I don't think ever. Not since I was a kid. I know that sounds really peculiar. <laughs> I'm not dressed up. I, I got to dress up one of these days. Maybe I'm kind of a Scrooge a little bit, you know? 31st oh, here yeah. in town would be a perfect time to bring a little little costume. I might do something. You're going to be there, right? You're going to be partying with us? Should be. I should be. We, you never know when we're going to come back, man. We got we to get everybody we know there. That's right. Yeah. I promise a great show. That's for sure. So, um, I, you know, as long as I've been listening, I definitely know your origin behind the name. But I know Steve and some of the other people that are listening might be curious if you can give us a quick, quick story of how you got the name. And then uh, then we will call it a night. Kung Fu Vampire was developed in my backyard in uh, the summer of 2001, I believe. And a hot, hot day. It was dusk. We're uh, chilling in my backyard that was set up like a Japanese garden. And two of my close friends were, were just sitting there chatting, drinking beer, getting high. One of them says, hey, man, we should film a kung fu movie back here. 
And the other one said, we should film a vampire movie back here. It was getting dark. And then they were like, oh, we should film a Kung Fu vampire movie back here. And then one of them looked at me and was like, dude, you, you're totally like the Kung Fu vampire. And he's like, your whole vibe is Kung Fu vampire. And so I loved it. We went into the next album with my friends producing. We were under a different name. The name doesn't matter. But we were under a totally different name. And we were going to call the album the Kung Fu Vampire Satire. And it was going to be a Kung Fu Asian instrument and Gothic themed rap album, uh, you know, an, an, an album with a theme. And halfway through that album or a third of the way through, I ended up changing my name to Kung Fu Vampire. It just it literally just felt synergistic, you know, and, and so we had to do it. It just felt right. Yeah, that, that'll happen. Just something just yeah. feels right. And it just you just roll with it. It felt right then and it feels even it feels even more right now. So every once in a while when there's that, I would say one out of every 85 people. So 15% of people think the name is just retarded. They just think it's an awful name. And I think 85 think it's genius, you know? And so uh, for those 15 people, that you know, 15%, whatever the percentage is, it's pretty small, you know? But they're very vocal about it. They're like, wow, what a stupid name. What, what, where did you come up with that? You're a 10 year old, but I think it's just an innovative name that still to this day is very innovative. And I, and I stand by that. I think it's fun and I don't think it's been done. I think that the combo of, of, uh, visuals that it gives you when you think of the two is great. It's balance. And, uh, I created a whole subculture around the name, you know, uh, even if it's not even a big subculture, it's not about like recruiting. It's more just cool stuff around balance, Kung Fu good energy vampire bad energy yin yang the fang like i have all these cool things that revolve around and i I have a very balanced sound some of my songs are fun happy and poppy and some are absolutely pure piece of shit evil murder you know and that's like the balance you know and it's kind of a wild um wave and roller coaster i like to put people on through the music and i think it's healthy that is a wonderful example (laughs) <laughs> it's it's attention grabbing somebody like yep. me who grew up you know i grew up watching kung fu movies and vampire movies so it's like i just see the name and it's like wait what the hell it's kung fu vampire i need to know what that is and then it's intriguing i feel like it stands out you know people calling themselves the insert something with an s at the end the satellites the palm trees you know the somethings it's the smiths which is a band that i love I guess they're seventies or eighties by eighties, like the Smiths, like that name sucks, you know, but what happens is with music is, and I firmly believe this, if the music is great and you, and you associate the name with the great music, it changes your perception of the name. A great example is tech nine. I think the name is pretty bad. It's not a good name, but I associate that name with absolute greatness. And so therefore I love, I think the name is perfect. And I think it's an absolutely amazing name. It fits him. He's a great guy. His music's great. His lyrics are great. Um, what they built is great. And now I don't associate the name tech nine with a, with a, a bad artist name. I associate it with one of the best artist names of all time in rap. And so I, I just, it's all about that. So if you have never heard of me, Kung Fu Vampire is going to invoke a certain type of, thought 
an envisionment. And when if you have heard of me and you hate me, then you, it may open up a door to say, ah, oh, this guy looks like the weekend. He looks like a Mexican Kramer. I've heard it all. I don't really get it. The name is lame. Or if you end up loving me and you hear the name, you go, oh, it's the best name of all time. And that's generally what I get. I get a lot of that name kicks ass, you know, but yeah, I think the tech nine example is a great example because I didn't give him a chance at first when I was a youngster. Uh, I thought he was like a Bay Area typical street rapper. He's not even from here. He's not a street rapper, but that name at the time, everybody was going by gun this, Mac 10, tech lethal, lethal that. My, you know, I, I'm using dumb examples. Mac so just 90. figured another one of those. And then I thought it was another one yeah. of the AK-47s. And there's one of those, you know, it was like <laughs> what, 9 million, Billy, you know, there's the 357s. You know, there was a lot of those type of street names. And, and I like street music, but at the time, in the early to mid 2000s, um, those were just so dime a dozen cookie cutter that I would never pay attention to them. Another Mac 10, another Mac 90, another, you know, it just AK, AK, this AK. There's a lot of AKs. So when I heard Tech Nine, I was like, oh God. But I was totally wrong. Someone turned me on to him. So going back to the Kung Fu Vampire name, bro, like I just feel like even this 23 years later, I love the name. It's intriguing. And the cool thing is, is you really know who's rolling with you. Like the ones that are like, I love that. And, you know, those those people are going to be dedicated one day if they're not already. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's cool, man. It's cool. And I noticed like for me, I know, um, you know, because I never took any of the deals from a lot of the labels in the underground. It, it, it stifles some people's opinion. They go, oh, he's not on a label. This, that, and the other I don't realize is I'm the one guy out of everybody who didn't take the deals. I had deals on the table from every one of them. So if you're actually a fan of some of these labels, you should like me even more. You should be like, she, he could have, but he did this on his own. Not, oh, I don't, I only listen to things on blank label. Oh, I only listen to this label. Yep. The idea that I didn't even take those deals. I could have easily let them take my, the reins and take over what I was doing and control me or, or take my money, whatever you want to call it, good or bad. Um, but I'm lucky in the sense that when they do post about me, it gets a lot of traction. They just posted my video on Fago lovers, shout out to them. And people are, t people talk, people like it, people comment, people share, people have a lot to say on this new video. It's hundred percent positive. Almost everything I post, it's 70, 30, you know, it's not hundred percent positive. There's always a few people go screw that guy, hate him. He sucks. That's lame, gay, don't like the way he looks. They say everything. Oh, I like the old style. But since I put up that new video of the old style, it's been unanimous across the board. Every YouTube comment, everyone is like, this is dope. But really, I mean, the look or the image that you portray in that video or at any time doesn't really matter. It's the, the music that, you know, when it comes down to it. And people are upset about the look. The music's gotten better. It stayed pretty much yeah. the same. But people think because I don't look that way that the music is softer. But if you go listen to Bloodbath Beyond the album, there's multiple poppy songs on there. So oh, yeah. people have it all wrong when they say, oh, he went from dark to light. The hell I did. That's all. Oh, no. Always had light songs. I mean, I know I mentioned Abracadaver being my favorite, but another one I'd say in the top five from that album is Side to Side. And that's straight up. Like, oh, see, pop, you know my music. Pop funk. 
you can run and you can't hide. Yeah. Bringing it to you. Dude, straight up. Funk pop. It's and funk. Got, yeah. Um, it is funk. Yeah, it is kind of funk pop R&B. And then you've got Almost Daylight, which is just a classic hip-hop track with me singing. Yep. I mean, Chip Left Field. A lot of those songs are medium. You know, the Cyber Asias. None of it's horror. There's like, yeah. you know, Abra's horror, which I love. Yeah. It's That's probably art. the closest thing, really. Yeah, and I guess like, like on Love Your Enemy, the last song. Oh, right. Yep, that, that one too. It's got what's called a minor diminished key. That's people get it twisted on what what um what's horror, what's horror core, what makes it underground, what makes it wicked shit. It's like, nah, dude, it's pretty simple. Like the song has it either has a major key or a minor key. It's either diminished, where it's like do 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 you know, it gives a scary vibe. It's like a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make it all of a sudden horror core or not horror core if every song's not like that, right? So yeah, love your enemy, abracadaver, obviously. Dun 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 dun. It's scary. It's the scary notes. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so probably a third of that album has the scary notes. So to, to for people to even say I went from one thing to another is crazy. It just doesn't make any sense. No, no. I mean the genres have been blended since day one, from what day I've one. noticed. Yeah. And I think I think every good artist evolves, anyways. Oh man! In if I some was doing way. the same thing the whole time, how ridiculous would that be? It's just stupid. Yeah, totally right, bro. All right, well, we're gonna let you go, but we are excited to see you in about two weeks. We'll be partying with you Halloween night, and I hope everybody listening is gonna be there. So. I wish you the best of luck on your tour. We will see you very soon. Do you have anything else that you want to say to those that are listening? Man, let's get it. The, the live show is the best way to see us. That's our best strength more than any recording, more than anything else. So come out to the show no matter where we're at. We worked very hard to get there. Come out. All right. Well, thank you, Kung Fu. We will see you real soon. Hell yeah. Much love. Thanks for having me. All right, we are back. I was excited. That was basically like my introduction to him. So it was it was cool getting to hear a little bit of his story and and I had to ask him about Halloween. Oh yeah, what he'd be doing if he wasn't yeah. on tour. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's gonna be. Hopefully, you are able to perform. You said you might do some couple songs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna do a few songs. Um, so I wanted to mention that this show is now an all ages event. Yeah, we've been mentioning 21 plus. It's, now it's all ages. It has been changed to an all ages event. Everybody is welcome to come out. And uh, enjoy the festivities and party on the night of the pumpkin with us. And something that I want you guys to go check out, you can pre-order it right now. Kung Fu put out a vinyl version of his very first album, Bloodbath Beyond, which was made 20 years ago. So you can go and pre-order the vinyl for that. Um, There were only 150 copies made. It will not be available on this upcoming tour. So if anybody's thinking like, oh, I'm just going to wait and get it at the show, not going to happen. So pre-order, and he said December release, hopefully. It should be shipped around December. Um, But yeah, go get it now. Like I said, there's only 150 of them made. So it's very rare, and one day it could be a collectible. Do it. So if you are in our area, um, I try to remember to put a link to get tickets to the show in the show notes. Yep. You can go to Eventbrite. We'll, we'll put a link in there yep. for sure, whether you're in this area or not. Um, so, yeah, I think that's going to about wrap episode three of the Halloween special. just want to mention uh, a few people have entered the 
giveaway, first giveaway contest. Um, basically, I wanted people to tell me the guest that I mentioned on episode two kind of snuck in a little teaser of who might be coming on. People let me know, DM me, Aura Crypto, and put her name in the in the the pot for possibly winning a mystery prize pack. So I got a few people, and uh, in the next 24 hours, I'm going to dig out them names and pick a winner. But now we're in the future, so I could tell you next week, episode 4 of the Stephen Crypto Show Halloween special series, we have... A television legend. 45 years, about 1979, almost 45 years of being on television based in the Chicago area. He's a horror host legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a he just a fucking legend. This is not a clue, but I'm staring at him on your wall right now. He's right there, too. He's everywhere. He's fucking everywhere. Um, No, we have... Rich Coase, who is better known as Sven Gulli, the horror host on MeTV every Saturday night. He's joining us for a little while next week on episode four. And I can't be more excited because when we started this show, he was like on my bucket list of guests. And we finally fucking got him on here. Now we're coming for you next, Joe Bob. But Sven Gulli, I'm excited. Uh... I recorded the interview recently, and it was just, like, surreal, like, talking to him. Because I've corresponded with him for a while. Like, we we talked about, like, we've been trying to do this for three years. Yeah, we've been doing this for over three years now. Mm-hmm. But finally got Sven on. He'll be here next week. Some other surprises. Potentially one more cool guest who's been on before working on that. We'll see what happens. But... I'm excited. This has been an awesome month. Tiring. Yeah. Cause I've been, we've both been working hard on this and doing events and stuff, but like. It's been a busy month. Yeah. Next, I'm honestly looking forward to going back to two episodes next month. <laughs> <laughs> I need a break. <laughs> Which next month we have the Jet City, Grit City comic yeah. show, November 11th in Tacoma, Washington. So we'll be there with Russell Hutchinson, who I am scheduled to have him on the show before Grit City. So we got to work on that. And uh, other than that, uh, thank you guys. Make sure you stick around because we do have a song from Kung Fu Vampire. that We're going to run at the end of the episode. So be sure to stick around. You want to hear it and get a sample of what is in store for Halloween night. That's right. Yeah, we are going to play... The title track from his most recent album, Black Heart Machine. So check it out. I sampled it for when I was setting everything up, and, and it was it was a pretty cool track. I love was, the trumpet on it. It was it was good. So yeah. uh, stick around for that after we say goodbye. Thank you guys. Happy Halloween. Let us know on social media. CryptoZoo88, the Steve Strout. Let us know what you guys been watching, what you're doing on Halloween, what you what your costume's going to be, what we should do next year for a Halloween episode, because we'll fucking be here. Yep. Hopefully, unless we die or something. Let's not have that happen, though. <laughs> I just made it dark. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> I got dark. So, yeah. So, um, we are going to 
Crypto and I are going to go to court and battle over custody of the Witch's Walk trophy. And uh, I hope your fucking lawyers are ready, because mine are. <laughs> Better and, bring it. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Uh, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. All right, we'll catch you on episode four. One thirty. And keep the drugs to a minimal We only got one temple You can worship or endorse it out of proportion When we focus on the outside, the insides deteriorate I'm closer to death, but I've accepted my fate Heartbreak, everyone that I meet Ain't who they seem I used to be happy Till I drowned in my dreams Everyone that I meet A black car machine I used to be happy I'm feeling like nobody actually loves me When I'm in the studio, there's nothing above me You're ugly These days, even my daughter's head is buried in an iPad While a bunch of fans online saying I'm rad Can we pray? No. I'm trying to reach souls and touch your guts Make you tremble and feel something deeper Maybe squeeze some butts We're searching for some meaning in the cold world Everybody's an online hustler, even your girl Got something to sell, she's online Posting selfies as I'm writing this rhyme Steady trying to find a new man Behind your back is always turned Now she's looking for a better time Ain't no loyal Left. It's all fuckery, trust me That's what they always say right before they lie again Take some vitamins and red pills Energy vampires don't invite them in It's all chill until they bite again I'll cut you off, out of mind, out of sight again Break hearts, everyone that I meet 